Securities and financial planning offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor. Member FINRA SIPC. The opinions voiced in this show are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Welcome to Planning for Win, Financial Guidance in Life. I'm Kevin Pinkley, and thank you for joining us today. When I work with clients, um, we work with them to provide a retirement, an income during retirement, help plan for college, help provide a legacy for when they're no longer here. And I've noticed one of the things that sometimes we neglect are some important things that can happen to us during our life. And one of those things are to neglect our physical, spiritual, and emotional well-being. And that can happen at any time during the year, but sometimes that happens at certain times of the year. And today we have Matt Connor joining us today, and he's going to talk about five simple things, five simple ways to help us beat holiday burnout. Thank you for joining us today, Matt. Thank you for having me. Matt, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and how the listeners could contact you? You bet. <clears throat> well, uh, I've, uh, I'm the uh, head coach and founder of Coach Connor Consulting. Um, a few years ago, I finally uh, figured out what I wanted to be when I grew up and uh, got out of a 25-year marketing uh, career and uh, opened up Coach Connor Consulting. Uh, which in which I am a uh, professional speaker, motivational speaker, and a life coach, and sometimes a career coach also. Um, the best way to reach me is uh, via email, and uh, that my email directly to me is matt, M-A-T-T, at coach-connor.com. Thank you, Matt. Well, you mentioned life coach, and sometimes when people hear the term life coach, that means different things to different people. Um, what specifically do you help clients with and what areas do you work in? You know, it's funny whenever, sometimes whenever I tell people that I'm a life coach, they get this kind of glazed over look on, in their eyes and they kind of just go like, oh, okay, whatever that is. And then they just kind of move away. Uh, so sometimes I tell people what I do is I, I coach the walking dead. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, what I find is that a lot of, a lot of people more than not can relate to this scenario. You get up in the morning, you go to work, you come home, you eat something maybe, then you do some more work or get on the computer on Facebook, watch TV, and then you go to bed, or you do more work, right. and then you go to bed and rinse and repeat. And people are living for the weekend, and but then... By the time the weekend comes, you know, usually by Saturday evening or at, at the most Sunday morning, they're already dreading Monday. And, you know, that's, they're missing out on a high percentage of their week of just being miserable. So what I do is, uh, as, as a life coach, I help people get more fulfillment out of their daily lives I help them uh, raise their level of happiness. Um, what people don't understand is, is that they're in control of that. They think that, um, that 
you know, well, it's their boss's fault or it's, you know, traffic's fault or their kids or their spouse or whoever. It's uh, what they give all the control away to somebody else. So what I try to do is I try to coach people to take back the control and quit letting others influence their, you know, quality of life. Well, well, you just mentioned something that everybody can relate to, okay? You can relate to the grind in the morning, going to work, the traffic, maybe issues with family. Okay, thank you. Um, if we were talking about how to avoid burnout in general and to influence our life and maybe specifically during the holidays, where would you like to start with that? Well, specifically in the holidays, you know, I mean, you can look at the research that's been done and the statistics show that, you know, suicide rates are, uh, are the highest uh, during the holidays. Um, divorces uh, between uh, marriages or with marriages are uh, the, the high, the, 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 the month of the year that has the highest divorce rate is January uh, when people file for divorce. Um, the holidays are just stressful. You know, you've got, you got to make sure that, you know, the kids are getting uh, the Christmas that they deserve and you've got family coming over or you've got to go to the family or, you know, and some of that family you may not really care to spend time with, but you have to. And, you know, there's the in-laws and got to cook a turkey, got to cook a, a ham, you know. Uh, there's just, it's, it's in our already high-stress, high-pressure lives, it just compounds itself is what the research shows. It compounds itself on uh, during, the, during the months of the holidays, mm -hmm. basically through, you know, Thanksgiving through Christmas. So when we're supposed to be enjoying maybe some downtime, we're still experiencing everything that we did last month, but maybe even more so. And then you just, I'll use the term, you feel like you don't have control anymore. Correct. Okay. Correct. I mean, I can remember, uh, uh, th this is not a new phenomenon. I mean, I can remember my mother, whenever I was a child, a younger child, my mother being so stressed out about, you know, making sure that everybody got fed you know, well, or that the turkey came out right, you know, or just whatever. Um, you know, she couldn't find the right gift for somebody or, or, or whatever. And, I mean, I can vividly remember my mom, you know, having visible stress uh, during, during that time. Um, you know, everybody wants it to be happy and they want it to be perfect. And uh, they don't really savor the moment and stay in, stay in the moment and enjoy where they are, mm -hmm at the time. Well, when you, when you mention these things that people are experiencing and feeling, th does it tend to be certain people or certain occupations? So who does this affect? Well, you know, in, I think burnout, it's, it does not discriminate mm -hmm. and it's very sneaky. Um, it, it comes, uh, it, I think everyone is susceptible to it, but the people that I find that are most susceptible to it are what we call high achievers. Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, these are people that, you know, want to succeed. They, uh, they're the people that are out working, uh, you know, working their butts off and putting in extra time at work or taking on volunteer, uh, opportunities, you know, volunteering in their community. The people that have trouble saying no, you know, that always stretch themselves and try to do a little bit more, whether it's for their own gain or for someone else's. Um, these are the types of people that are most susceptible to burnout because 
they stretch themselves so thin and they rarely, if ever, take the time to reboot and um, uh, refresh themselves. You know, I saw uh, something on, on the computer the other day on Facebook or something that said uh, it had a picture of a phone being plugged in to recharge and mm -hmm. it says, you know, you recharge your phone every day. You know, when was the last time you recharged yourself? And so that's, you know, I, th I thought that was pretty appropriate. Well, so is it, when you mention the high achievers, is, is, is it tend to be the people, you know, the superman, the superwomen, you know, the people that think I can never have enough on my plate, if you will, those types of people, that, that I can always do something more, I can always do something better, that type of person? It, yeah. it, it, is, it is those. Those would be, you know, highly susceptible mm -hmm. to it. You know, they, they would be what I would consider... Uh, prime candidates for burnout um, because they because they just never stop but it but even um, I would define high achiever as just you know uh, your average Joe that gets up and you know goes to work and and does their does their best every day and you know um, tries to come home and be a, a good parent you know and spend time with their kids and and you know coaches the the t-ball team or volunteers at church and stuff like that. It, it's all a matter of how much do you have on your plate. It's not necessarily just uh, the, the go-getters in business because there's stress involved in many of our activities throughout, the, you know, throughout our week. Mm -hmm. um, you, know, you can be volunteering for an organization that you care deeply about and be very stressed out about you know, whatever it is that you're doing for them. You can be very stressed out about, you know, the time that you spend uh, at, at um, you know, with, with your kids, if you're helping coach or do something with their activities. You know, just, I mean, I, mean, I know you know this. Mm -hmm. uh, you've got two, two kids. I've got two kids. Uh, I, you know, just, just getting them to practice, you know, and to their activities every, you know, throughout the week is just crazy. And then homework and, you know, I mean... If you're just trying to be, if you're just trying to keep up, burnout can, can grab you. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that. So we talked about the adults and the high achievers and parents. Do you notice this happening maybe with the kiddos and young adults as well? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And this is, uh, I think this is a fairly new phenomenon. Um, I think kids have always had uh, stress in their lives, you know, teenagers, uh, probably from middle school uh, and high school, um, you know, there's always drama with, with, uh, with kids. But what we find now is that because of, you know, every kid has a, has a smartphone and they, uh, they have access to uh, the messaging mm -hmm. and the, the, the content that is out there for adult consumption, um, and may, maybe they don't understand it, but they it does stress them out. You know, yesterday was election day. And I mean, it's amazing how many, uh, you know, young middle school and high school students are, were stressing out about what was going to happen in the election. You know, I mean, I wasn't like that because I didn't care. Right, and I right. really just, I wasn't exposed to it other than, you know, it was on the TV whenever we were watching the news. But now it's everywhere. You know, the access to information uh, is, is a big uh, contributor to uh, the stress that we have in our daily lives. Gotcha. Well, it makes sense. 
Well, what would be one item or one action or one activity that we could do to help counter this um, stress, this burnout? Uh, what would be something that we could do to help balance ourselves dur during this time? Well, I'll tell you what, uh, what, if you go to your doctor, you know, say you're feeling a little bit stressed, maybe you're even having, you know, uh, some anxiety, mm -hmm. uh, you know, episodes or attacks or something like that, and you say, man, I want to go see my doctor, or you're at your, your annual checkup and you mention to them, you know, I've been pretty high strung lately, and you know, this or that, and maybe your blood pressure's up or something your doctor tells you. And um, if you go to your doctor or if you just Google, you know, I'm, I'm burnt out or I'm stressed out, uh, you're going to get these, these answers, okay? You're going to be told, well, you need to get more sleep. Mm -hmm. You need to eat better. You need to get some exercise. And um, you need to learn how to say no, mm -hmm. you know, not, not take on so much. And then this one, the last one is my favorite of, uh, well, you need to take some time off, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and and it, it's amazing because let's just real quick go through these, you know? Okay, so you need to get more sleep, okay? Well, I don't know too many people uh, that are in uh, pretty much any business, you know, that, that any, any professional business that is uh, not a part-time job that works just 40 hours a week. I mean, it's very rare. Most of us are working 50, 60 plus hours a week um, just to get by. Mm -hmm. and, and we're not making, you know, a lot of us aren't making any, any more money because of that. Mm -hmm. S some people are, uh, but it's just, it's just what the job entails, you know? It's not a nine to five deal anymore. So, you know, we're expected to work, so we gotta get up early and, you know, and show up early and stay late. Uh, you know, if you have kids, the kids have activities and things like that. Um, you know, heaven forbid you spend some time with your, with your spouse, you know, or, or, or you know, watch, uh, watch a, t you know, a TV show or something like that. Um, there's just constant, you know, there's a constant uh, pressure to, to do more. So that, that impairs our sleep. So because we, we don't get to bed on time, very rarely do people get eight hours a day. Mm -hmm. Uh, those that do, that's incredible. But it also, the stresses of the day affect the quality of our sleep. So we're actually not getting as much rest as the body requires, and that will add up and take its toll. So that's, it's difficult. It's, it's spot on. Yes, we all need to get our sleep, but it's difficult to do. Well, I, w I wanted to mention something. So when you talk about coming home and um, trying to relax and trying to get some sleep, well, most people bring their work home. Exactly. So, and I understand why, because sometimes it's like, hey, I've been at the office all day. I need a break. I'm going to bring it home. I'm going to kick off my shoes. I'm going to prop up my feet, uh, maybe have a refreshing beverage, and I'm going to work on some work at home. But then there's things that you really should be do working on at home or maybe not working on, and you're still bringing your work home. And so what you escaped at the office until the time you got home, you brought home with you. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. And okay. you're not the only one that pays the price for that. Yeah. You know. Okay. Um, so 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 get more sleep. You know. The the next one is uh, um, get, get exercise or eat better. That's mm -hmm. what we said. The second one was was you need you need to eat better. Well, you know, the diet industry is not a multi multi billion dollar 
industry because they all work. Mm -hmm. You know, people get on a diet and it works for them and, you know, maybe they drop the weight, but then it, it's, it's hard to keep up, you know? It's hard to stay consistent with that. The fast food, uh, you know, for, for some reason, it tastes so good, you know? It's, it, it tastes better than a lot of the healthy stuff. It's also fast food. I don't have as much time, so I just swing in, get a get a burger or you know, uh, you know, some chicken strips or whatever your favorite is, and and go on. You know, I don't have time to cook a, a healthy meal because I got to take the kids to practice. I got to do this. I got to do that. You know, it's it's constant. So it's it's about time. Mm-hmm. Um, the third one is uh, exercise. I mean, I don't know about you, but you know. How, how many people out there have a, a gym membership that they've had for, you know, years and years that's sure. just collecting dust, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, everybody gets that New Year's resolution in January. They sign up for the gym membership, and two to three weeks in, they stop going. Again, because of time, it's difficult. Uh, lack of discipline, lack of willpower, uh, and lack of time. Um, it, it's hard, you know? Well, I could get up early and go to the gym. Well, okay, then you're sacrificing the sleep. You know, I mean, it, mm-hmm. it's, it's which, you know, which one do you want to do? Is it the chicken or the egg kind of thing? Um, uh, learn how to say no. You know, I, my wife used to, to tell me, Matt, you don't have to say yes to everything that everybody asks you to do. Mm-hmm. And so after her mentioning that several times, I made a list of everything that was on my plate. Mm-hmm. And I said, I just handed it to her. And I said, okay, what would you like me to take off? Mm-hmm. Which, which of these items would you, you know? I'm coaching both kids in soccer. This was years ago when they were younger. I'm coaching both, both soccer teams. I can take one of them off. I just won't coach you because I don't like you as much. I mean, you know, come on. That's not going to fly. Am I going to stop volunteering for, the, uh, for the, um, the, the charity that I volunteer for, uh, for special needs kids? Mm-hmm. You know, oh, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm getting burnt out, guys, so, you know, I got to take a break. You know, these kids are battling challenges every day. How does that make me feel? You know, what does that do to my psyche? Everything we do is important, Mm -hmm. you know? So, you know, saying no is tough. Don't get me wrong. You have to. You know, you don't have to accept every volunteer opportunity or every job, you know, uh, task at work or something like that. But it is a very difficult thing for us to say no. And then the last one, my favorite one, is take some time off, you know? Yeah, I'm going to take a, a week-long vacation, you know, in the Bahamas. Okay, well, I mean, I don't know about you, but whenever I'm about to take a long vacation, even just a short vacation, the week before I'm taking that time off, I am super stressed out because and working extra hours because I'm trying to get everything just right so that I can leave and enjoy my vacation, okay? And then the problem is most of us, whenever we go on vacation, we have our cell phone with us. Mm-hmm. We're connected. We're not totally off the clock. The emails are still coming. You know, it's very difficult for us to put that down uh, and not look and not check because those things are important. And I'm just going to take a few minutes. Well, that's creeping into your recharge time, mm-hmm. you know, and you're stressing out because you get that bad email or, you know, something, something went wrong back at the office. And then you get back from vacation and then what's waiting on you? And you're stressing about that before you even leave vacation. What's waiting on you? You know, 3,000 emails, unopened emails or something like that, you know, and all the fires that you're going to have to put out. It, you know, it's good to take vacations, but, man, it's hard, you know. 
Well, I just noticed something. So you mentioned these five things, and um, when you got to four and five, these are all connected. They're not independent. Exactly. So we were talking about vacation. Well, if you go on vacation, but you don't say, no, I'm not going to be available, or I'm not going to be available all the time, okay, those are two things working against you right there. So personally, I've noticed that if I tried to take a vacation and didn't put limits on work while I'm at on vacation, then things were more hectic during vacation than when I was at work because I was trying to enjoy a vacation personally and with the family, and then I'm trying to squeeze in work, and you didn't place limits on, I mean, sometimes you just have to be available, but if you don't place limits on when, um, you're really trying to enjoy something, and then you get that email or phone call, and I'm not talking about an emergency, I'm talking about something that could have waited the next week, yep. someone else could have handled, or maybe with a little planning, you told people in the office or the clients of like, hey, um, I'm not going to be available these hours or these days. If it's an emergency, you can always call me. But if it's not, I'm not going to be available. And you know what? People respect that, and they don't call you with minor issues that could have waited a few days or someone else could have answered. But um, it, it did. It just hit me that all these are connected and if you try to do one without the other, it's not going to work out. Mm -hmm. um, so you can eat right all you want, but you still have to have some exercise. Mm -hmm. okay? Or you can exercise all you want, but if you don't eat right, okay, your doctor's going to say, hey, hey, I know you're hitting the gym and you're running and doing yoga or whatever else, but what you're putting in your body is garbage. Okay? So it's not working, pal. Uh, you you got to do all of them at the same time. Somehow. Yep. <laughs> okay. And it's not just about you. Those things, while it has a dramatic effect on your physical health, mm -hmm. but what, what most people don't realize is what it does for you mentally. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it, those things all drain on you, and that's where, like I said, that's where burnout is sneaky because you'll think, well, I'm just feeling stressed, and I'm just, that's just the way life is. You know, That's just the way it's supposed to be. Well, we've been educated and trained for decades, uh, probably a century now um, in this country that, you know, well, this is just the way life is. You're mm -hmm. supposed to go to work and you're supposed to do this and, and you, know, you know, work at the job that you maybe like if you're lucky. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the, the surveys show that, you know, uh, 60 to 70 percent of people don't love their job, um, actually don't like their job. It's even fewer that love their job. So, uh, you know, these things all creep up. And next thing you know, you know, what you thought was just normal and stressful, and you end up getting to take some time off, but it's not paid time off because you're in long-term disability uh, because you had to check yourself into a hospital. Mm -hmm. I have a good friend that uh, one day she woke up and she had shakes all over her body from head to toe. Her voice was even shaking so bad, and she couldn't figure out what it was. She goes to the doctor. They run test after test after test. They couldn't find anything to, that was wrong with her. So what do you think they said that it was? Well, it's just stress. You need to relax. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, guess what? She ended up having to relax for six weeks. Actually, I think it was actually three months mm -hmm. that she was out um, where 
she was not allowed to go to work because a, a she couldn't drive, mm -hmm. um, and she really had trouble communicating because her voice was so was so shaky. She couldn't do her job physically because of being burnt out because she was so stretched stretched so thin. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it 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 shows up in all kinds of different ways. Another good friend of mine had a stroke sitting at her desk. Mm -hmm. You know, she got to take a lot of time off. Mm -hmm forced her into an early retirement. Well, and I think some of the problem is, personally, we don't want to admit that we have limits. And that maybe we perceive having a limit makes you weak, but I don't think it does. It means, hey, I understand the situation I'm at, and in order for me to be okay and my loved ones to be okay, I need to know where that is, hopefully not get to it, and do some things to counter that because um, everybody has a limit and it affects everyone differently. Uh, so eventually there's an outcome like you have been discussing, which is terrible, <clears throat> but along that way, it's affecting our job performance. Absolutely. It's affecting our personal relationships, whether we have a friend, a loved one, the kiddos, our spouses. So it's not just, hey, something happened when I woke up the next morning. I, I mean, there's usually some history there and People notice that along the way, yep. and it changes relationships, and sometimes, usually, it's not for the best. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, it, it, it shows itself. There are symptoms along the way. There are symptoms along the way that, you know, people just think are just, you know, oh, well, you know, it's just, it's just, uh, it's just the way it is, you know. I, I didn't sleep well. I haven't slept well for a week you know, or I haven't slept well for a month. Um, I never sleep well. You know, some people are, are like that. Uh, I have trouble getting out of bed in the morning, you know. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that the solution to this is, well, you need to go find a new job. By no means am I telling you that. Because, you know, most people think, well, I need to find a new job because I don't want to get out of bed in the morning because I don't like the people that I work with. Well, I've got news for you. The crazy people that you work with in your office, their cousins work at across the street at the place that you might get a new job at. Mm -hmm. You know, the grass may be greener over there because it's full of manure. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's mm -hmm. crazy people and bad bosses and, you know, all that kind of nonsense everywhere you go, you know. So, you know, if you're in an abusive or hostile work environment, then yes, you know, you need to, you need to seek a new place to, to, mm -hmm. to, uh, to work. But, but that's not the, the automatic solution, you know, and, and working for yourself. Oh, yeah, that's what I need to do. I need to work for myself. You know, speaking as an entrepreneur, a new entrepreneur, this is not for everybody. This is hard, mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, well, I don't like sales. Well, guess what? If you're going to open up your own business, well, you better get to liking sales because you're the salesperson. Right. You know, well, I don't like bookkeeping and accounting. Well, guess what? You're, you better get used to that because you're going to be the one to do it. You know, I mean, you're in charge of everything. Mm -hmm. So it's not for everyone, um, but it really is amazing how people just ignore it, and then you wind up in a bad situation, you know? Uh, I mean, I've got a list. I've done research on, on this subject for about three and a half years now, uh, talking to people, interviewing people, uh, doing surveys and that kind of thing, and it is amazing how many people uh, are, are are, like you said, afraid to talk about it. And the main reason that, that we're afraid to talk about it is because it shows weakness. Okay. And, and, you know, they're afraid that, well, if the wrong person hears that I'm burning out, like my boss or, you know, or whomever, then they're going to think that I'm weak. And then 
I'm going to be the one to, you know, to be laid off whenever they need to make cuts or they're going to fire me or I won't get that promotion or, or something like that. You know, we're always, we, we think that we're always being pushed to do more, 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 more. Mm -hmm. And in some cases we are. Well, no, I, I understand what you're saying, and I, I think that's helpful. We're, we're at a point where we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll continue with Matt Connor and uh, ways of dealing with stress and burnout. Thank you. We'll be right back. Securities and financial planning offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA SIPC. The opinions voiced in this show are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. We're back. This is Planning for Win, Financial Guidance in Life, and I'm Kevin Pinkley, and we're continuing with Matt Connor. And today we're talking about how to deal with burnout and ways to combat that. Thank you, Matt. Thank you for having me. Really enjoying this. Well, it's helpful. You know, and sometimes people ask, well, Kevin, you're a financial advisor. Why in the world are you talking about stress and burnout and all the things that can go along with it? And what we see uh, with our clients, ourselves, and other people is you can be financial, financially successful and accomplished, but if you're not dealing with the physical, emotional, and spiritual, spiritual aspects in your life, well, that's only part of, of the issue. And um, in some cases, you can be financially successful. And then these things that can happen to us that affects our relationships and our health. And guess what? We're not here anymore. Literally, we've <laughs> passed on. Or our relationships are in such a mess because all we dealt with was the grind and getting ahead and our quality of life suffers. So that's one reason we're talking about it, because it's important. And, um, you know, I can bring people into a room, and they can be financially successful, but if they didn't attend to the other issues in their life, you will notice them when you compare them to the people who are successful but have addressed these other issues that I think are equally important. There's a difference, and you can notice it in conversation. You can notice it physically. And you can notice it in the relationships that they have or they don't have. So it's very important, and I'm glad you're here, Matt. It, it, it really is. I mean, you, you hit the nail on the head, Kevin. Uh, you know, it, if money can solve a lot of problems, but it doesn't solve all of them. And some of the most, you know, miserable people in the world, uh, they don't have a financial worry in the world. Um, but, you know, reaching that balance is, uh, that's, that's the key. That's where the, that's where the success really lies. So, well, we talked about some of the things that may be the things that we can do that we hear in the public or when we go to the doctor. I mean, what's some things that we can really address those issues and what's your suggestion, uh, if people were to contact you, I mean, what are you going to have them do? What's their program? And I know it's different individual but generally what are what are the things that we're talking about right you know the five things that we talked about that your doctor is going to tell you and that Google is going to tell you those are all very very important don't don't get me wrong you know you got to exercise you got to eat right you got to get sleep you got to take some time off and you got to learn how to say no those are all very very important but they're not you know those are pretty simple also but if they were so simple and easy to do we wouldn't have an epidemic of people you know, burning out and, 
you know, freaking out at work and um, uh, quitting jobs and just losing it and all of the um, physical and mental um, ailments that people are suffering from these days. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that there's a, there was a, a report out that more people are on antidepressants now than ever before. Um, so, you know, this is a sign of the times. There is something going on out there. Mm -hmm. And so what I, what I tell people to do um, in my pre in whenever I speak to them about burnout or something like that, again, whenever I'm coaching an individual, uh, each person is completely different. But the aspects and the, the, uh, the ideas are, are all intertwined and pretty similar. The first thing that you need to do, the first step to combating burnout and, and you know, stress in life is you need to do a serious and honest self-evaluation, like some real, you know, soul-searching kind of stuff. This is, this is the most difficult thing of the five steps that, that we're going to talk about here today. This is the most difficult one, but it's also the most important one because what I have found uh, is that most people, they really don't know what makes them happy. They really don't know what they want in life. They think they know, and they'll give you an answer. You know, some people will give you the, the, you know, the politically correct answer of, well, I want a, a happy and healthy family and, you know, raise good, uh, you know, raise good uh, children that are productive members of society and have a happy marriage and, you know, the blah, 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 blah. And while that is true, that is what they want, but is that is that their driving force? Is that what gets them up in the morning? You know, most likely not. Um, you know, that's a, that's a pretty broad and not very specific thing. Some people are going to be very honest with you, and they're going to say, uh, well, I want the corner office. I want to make, you know, millions of dollars. I want to drive the nice car. I want to have the big house, and, you know, that's what I want. But what many people find is that whenever they start getting – uh, professional success or financial success that it's not really solving their problems. It's, they're not any more happy than they were before. I mean, we've all been there. How many people have ever thought in their lives, uh, you know, man, if I could just get a $5,000 raise or get a job that paid me $5,000 more a year, man, I would just be on easy street. I would not have to worry about anything in the world. So you end up getting that promotion and you get a $5,000 a year raise and you see that extra money in your paycheck every two weeks. And what happens, I mean, literally, what happens within two to three months after getting that raise? You're like, well, I want, an, I want another one. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's, you always, the bar always raises. Well, I, I can see why you mentioned that first step would be the hardest, that check or that evaluation or that look in the mirror, if you will, because most people would think, well, that's an attack on me, and they take it personally. Exactly. And that's not the process, correct? It's there's some things that you're doing really well, but there's some things you need to work on, but we got to talk honestly about them. Yep. Correct? Okay. Yeah. Right. And it's not even that you have to talk to, you know, another person about it. It literally is being honest with yourself. Um, you know, most people really don't know what their definition of success is. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, honestly, what do you what do you want out of life? Mm -hmm. What do you want? And most people really just they don't really have a firm grasp on what a fulfilled life is for them. And whenever you're doing that self-analysis and like you said, looking in the mirror and being completely honest with yourself, 
it's it's difficult because you're not going to like some of the answers that you come up with and you're going to fight fight it you know and it's an, and it's a never ending process by the way but once you start the ball rolling uh, that's that's whenever you're going to open yourself up to be able to start taking the the next steps to you know having a, a more fulfilled life and being happier. Yeah. And we're not talking about being perfect because no one is. Absolutely we're not. We're just talking about making some improvements. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And 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 really just like getting a direction. Mm-hmm. You know, well I thought that I wanted to be, you know, I used to think I wanted to be an advertising executive. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I thought I wanted to be and I mean that was my passion. And that's what I majored in in school and I went out and went into the advertising and marketing business and I did it for 25 years and I was good at it, but I was miserable and I couldn't figure out why, you know, and it was real easy to say, well, it's the job, it's the company, it's my boss. And so I just kept changing jobs and, you know, and next thing you know, I'm, you know, six months after the honeymoon's over at the new job, there I was again, I was miserable and I couldn't figure out why, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, it took a lot of you know, self-reflection and, um, and, and some things to happen for me to really be honest with myself and take the time uh, and put the effort in to figure out what I wanted to do mm-hmm. and what I really want, what would really make me happy. So, and I mean, it, and, and I can tell you that the price tag on that, it, it's insurmountable. <laughs> I mean, there is, there is no price tag I bet, because yeah. it's just amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it, it literally is. It's a, it's a night and day effect. Mm-hmm. So, the second step that, that we that we move on uh, is is also the it's also very difficult. It's it's manage your thoughts. Okay. Okay. Well, that would be hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you know now notice I said manage your thoughts, not control your thoughts. Some people think that you can control the thoughts that pop into your head. I personally do not believe that whatsoever because you know you're, you're, for example, you know, maybe you're in church or you're at, at a funeral or something, you know, very serious where, you know, you need to, a, a wedding, a funeral, something like that, where you need to be focused on, you know, the, 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 the important thing that's going on in front of you, right? And, you know, but you're thinking about, man, I wonder, I wonder what the Texans are doing, you know? <laughs> I wonder how the Texans are doing right now, you know? Are they winning, you know, or something like that, you know? And, and you know, you didn't, it's not what you, you know, you didn't want to think that. You were just, it just popped into your head. So a very good friend of mine, uh, she gave me uh, a, an, a, a way to think about how you manage your thoughts. <clears throat> if you picture, and it's a, it's, a little, it's a little crazy, a little corny uh, and fun, uh, but if you picture inside your brain, there is an infinite amount of little microscopic monkeys with waiter tuxedos on, and each of them has a silver platter. And under that silver platter is a thought, just a, a single thought, okay? And it, they're in line, and they all are going up to the part of the brain, the reptilian part of our brain, that where thoughts come in and makes an immediate decision. Yes, no, fight or flight. That's where, where this happens. And the monkey op- opens up the platter and says, what do you think of this one mm-hmm. to the brain? And the brain does one of three things. It says, yes, this is good information. Thank you very much. I'm going to take that and I'm going to act on it right now. For example, if someone were to walk into this room right now with a machine gun and a ski mask on and said, everybody get on the ground, 
we would think this is good information and what would we do? We would get on the ground, mm -hmm. correct? That's good information, we act on it immediately. The second thing that the brain may do with one of those is the monkey shows him the thought and says, what do you think of this? And they say, and, and it's the brain says, or that part of the brain says, you know what? This is above my pay grade. I'm not really sure. Maybe this might be something valuable. I'm gonna send you to, up, to the guys upstairs mm -hmm. and let them deal with it. And this is where things like, do we wanna buy a house? Should I take that job offer? Do we wanna have kids? Do we wanna get a dog? Mm -hmm. What color of car do I wanna buy? These are all the things of how those go, okay? And this is where we think about and strategize and weigh the pros and cons about an idea or a thought. And the third thing that the brain could do with a thought is say, you know what, this is of no use to me whatsoever, and just says, you're out of line, monkey, go away. Now the problem is, is that sometimes those monkeys, they get back in line and they cut in line and that, that thought keeps coming. And sometimes we're, sometimes we act on it and it, it was a mistake, you know? Should I have, you know, should I order that second cheeseburger, you know, or, or something like that? It's, you know, we're not perfect. So what I'm hearing is it's normal. Don't beat yourself up when certain things pop into your head, whether it's the appropriate time or not, uh, or if it keeps reoccurring, but as you said, you have to manage those thoughts. That's right. And, and prioritize them, is that what I'm hearing? Abs yeah. Okay. Absolutely, yeah. It, you know, you don't punish yourself for the thoughts that you have, mm -hmm. okay? You, you have no control over that, okay? Think about the, the, the influences that we are bombarded with every day from, you know, uh, advertising to people that we see on on the street, people at work, things that we hear on the radio. I mean, it is just nonstop. We're barraged with barraged with uh, with information. Well, those all affect the type of thoughts that come into our brain. It's what you do with the thought that matters, and that's where that's where the discipline and the difficulty, excuse me, comes in. So. You really have to focus, and if you find yourself having thoughts that aren't really serving you very well, well, you need to manage those and really try to keep things on a positive tip instead of negative. You can't punish yourself for being negative. We're wired to go negative. I mean, from the time, from the beginning of time, it's, we, being negative is what has kept us alive as a species for, you know, for thousands of years, okay? Two cavemen walking down the, down the trail, there's something in the bush over there moving. One caveman says to the other one, hey, there's something in that bush over there. And the other caveman says, well, okay, let's get back in the cave because it's probably something bad. He went negative and that's how they stayed alive. They didn't go running in to check something out. Well, we live in a different world now. We don't have to worry about every time we step out of our cave that something's going to eat us. Time goes by quick. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, so I wanted to mention something. So sometimes we hear that, oh, I can do that myself, or I don't need anyone's help. And I'll go back to one of the hobbies that I used to have was cycling, road cycling. And when you look at people who are professionals and at the top of their game, if you will, uh, they have people around them to help with different, different issues. So if you're a professional road racer, you have a nutritionist, you have a mechanic, you have a coach to help you deal with stresses mentally and physically. You have a doctor. So people who are honest with themselves 
have a coach. And having a life coach is no different. And everybody's situation is different. They need different things. There's some general things that we need. But what would be an example of why we need a life coach? Well, why you need a life coach? It's real simple. I mean, you're exactly right. The elite mm -hmm. in their field, take a pick, you know, they have coaches. Um, why do you need a life coach? Something has changed mm -hmm. in your life. You want something to change in your life. Nothing has changed in your life. You know, um, something happened, something good happened, something bad happened. Uh, I have clients that have uh, engaged with me to be their coach, one uh, dealing with uh, a divorce, coaching, coaching them through that. The other, uh, um, dealing with uh, some issues at work, mm -hmm. getting through, uh, you know, coaching them through that. Others, figuring out what they want to do, what is their purpose, finding, you know, how to get more out of life. Um, it, it really is on an individual basis, but why wouldn't you have a coach? If you want to be the best that you can be, uh, having someone there to give you guidance and, and one thing that you need to know about coaching is, is that we don't have, co coaches don't have the answers. You do, the client. Clients have all the answers. The coach's job is to guide them and lead them to discover it themselves. And it's an amazing feeling that whenever you do that, because there is some ownership. You, take, you get to take credit for it as the client. Mm -hmm. So, and before we have to, to drop off, I wanna mention the other three things that you can do to avoid burnout real quick. Uh, these are a little bit easier. But the third one is to embrace the contrast. That means that life is an adventure. And on adventures, sometimes bad things happen. You gotta go with the flow and absorb it, you know? Find the good in it. There's something good will come of everything, okay? And uh, the, uh, the fourth thing is the word enough. That, you know what? You are where you are because of the decisions that you made previously, all trillion of them, okay? Embrace that, own it. If you had a bad day, take responsibility for it. You'll do better tomorrow. If you had a good day, take, take credit for it. Mm -hmm. You drive your bus. If you don't like where you're at, go somewhere else. And that doesn't mean go find a new job, go find a new spouse, go find a new family, go find a new place to live. That means your mindset, fix it, stay positive. And well, the last thing, by the way, one more thing. The last thing is, is that my philosophy in life is that everything doesn't happen for a reason. Everything happens for a good reason. And find the good in it. You can find good in anything. Well, thank you, Matt. This is very helpful today. We're definitely going to have you back on, and we're going to continue with the conversation. And I wanted to thank the listeners for listening today, to listening for financial, uh, planning for win, financial guidance in life. And you can listen to us the last Tuesday of the month at 1 p.m. And you can check us out online at Lone Star Community Radio. Thank you. Securities and financial planning offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor. Member FINRA SIPC. The opinions voiced in this show are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing.